Action Sports. I'm Dakota Porter. And I'm Garrett Porter. We're from Traverse City, Michigan, and today we're seeking $200,000 in exchange for 15% equity of our company, Action Glow. Right now, I need you to stop what you're doing, and I need you to give some super claps for Super Garrett and Super Dakota from Action Glow. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having us on. You are both super welcome. I'm so glad that we were able to get the schedules worked out. Uh, and and because, like, obviously, you guys were traveling and then holidays and, it, it, you know, December. I know a lot of people are like, oh, when when can I schedule with you? And they're like, uh, it, it says January. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I know it's like the last week of November, but I, there's just only so there's only so much time I can cut out. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we understand. So you brothers went on Shark Tank after watching from being kids, uh, like a decade plus of watching Shark Tank uh, and even making your own pitch videos, apparently. Uh, were those were those pitch video submissions that you actually sent in? Yeah. So like oh, the wow. process is a ton of different like steps before you actually get the call saying you're flying out to LA to film. Um, and we actually applied four well, four times. So that was our fourth time when we finally uh, got that phone call. But yeah, the other ones that you saw in that episode were our other pitch videos. Oh, that that is awesome. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure like from watching it again uh, today if it was like just videos you guys shot to like let's pretend if we did, you know, kind right. of thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we were flying every time. It was uh, it was a journey. It's a lot of like you know suspense because it's such a long process. And we put so much time into it. Um, and then we would like, you know, get the call that we're moving forward to the next round. It was super exciting. And our parents would take us out to dinner. And then eventually we got the phone call saying that we were cut. And we're like, ah. but we just kept trying. And we were very determined. And um, yeah, this this last one, season 14, we finally made it. We we really amped up everything, though. Our, our pitch video was a lot better. <laughs> our business was doing a lot better. And like us as spokespeople for the company, like just evolved so much that it, it all worked out. So. Well, and I think we also realized on our fourth time around that it's it's for a TV show. And so, you know, we have to be energetic. We have to be enthusiastic. And starting our company, you know, we started Action Glow when I was 13 years old and Dakota was 16. And we always wanted to get taken seriously. Like that was our biggest, you know, hurdle of starting a company so young was getting people and businesses and other companies to take us seriously. And so what we like were always taught was to be sharp on your numbers, dress professionally, because we were trying to look the part as an older business owner. And so when it came time for our like other Shark Tank pitches, like in our first one there, I was in like my father's oversized sweat sweater because I thought it was a classy and I was trying to play the part. And we had like no enthusiasm, but we were just trying to hit the numbers and like hit all the points that they wanted you to cover in your submission video. And so finally in our fourth submission video, we kind of grasped the concept of let's just be ourselves and be excited and energetic and uh, it worked out. Uh, you know, I a ding ding for all of that. Uh, I and uh, before we go into the dressing and acting yourselves, I, I ding for your parents as well because uh, I think celebrating those little wins, you know, because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, right? Like you could lose, exactly. you, you know, it, it could all go away tomorrow. So I think taking that time to uh, have a reason to go and celebrate, uh, especially with two great kids that are like motivated to go on and go do something like that, like. How awesome is that for them to get to experience and to um, yeah. be in a position to go and celebrate? I think that's really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, we were so, I mean, so excited, so over the moon. 
it's kind of interesting to us because there's never really that like uh, that email or that phone call, like, hey, congratulations, like you've made it. They kind of keep you on like the edge of your seat throughout the entire process. And it's like, well, just because we bought your plane tickets out to Los Angeles, that doesn't mean that there will actually be time for you to go out and pitch in front of the Sharks. You could be waiting all day and never get the call to come and pitch to the Sharks. And so there's your, they kind of just keep you like hoping and anticipating and waiting. But then when you do finally get, okay, you guys are up next, you kind of just have to like click into it and be ready. Right. So it's, yeah, we, we went out and celebrated, but uh, it's just kind of like, are we actually going to make it this time? You're always wondering and you always have that, that little bit in the back of your head. Like, are we going to do it? You know? So it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, and shout out to both of you for to continuing and not giving up on that dream. Right. And not like saying, well, you know, we tried before we failed. We tried two times. We failed. We tried three, but you know, maybe, maybe this just isn't for us. And, and I can totally see somebody coming in and saying that to you, but continuing that, that journey, you know, and realizing that, it's just all part of the story, right? right? It's all part of the story. You get to tell someday. And the more times, I mean, what, um, uh, Kimberly from the uh, click and carry like seven times she had to apply. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've it heard some stories <laughs> and well, I didn't even tell Dakota yeah, the fourth uh, time. That's what I was going to say. So like we were basically how our evolution of the company was. So we've been in business for 11 years now. We just hit the 11 year marker Ooh, in January. January. Uh, January. Well, yeah. Just yep. what, a couple weeks ago, which is pretty cool, right? We, 11 years is crazy. Um, but it was kind of like we would apply and then we'd have like kind of a, like a leap year and then we'd apply again and then we'd have a leap year. So it was every other year we were applying um, mm -hmm. up until uh, on the third time that we applied, we had a leap year and then we brought on a private investor here locally. And so we were really focused on the company. And so um, since then we bought that gentleman out of our company um, and then we had another leap year and then applied. So it was like, where that Shark Tank, where our kind of fourth submission should have been, we actually ended up uh, like seeking investment here locally. Um, and then once we bought him out, we we're like, okay, let's try for that Shark Tank thing one more time. It was Garrett's idea. Yeah, he's like, let's try one more time. And I was like, I knew Dakota wouldn't be fond of the idea because it takes so much time, energy, and effort that you kind of have to shift away from running and growing your company to apply for the show because there's so many steps, there's so many different kind of like hurdles to jump through, which they need to make sure you're a legit company. So it's all completely right. valid stuff, but um, it just takes a lot of time. And I knew Dakota wouldn't, you know, be too fond of the idea for a fourth time, again, going through the entire process, getting let down, if that's what it came down to. Um, but I'm like, Dakota, let's just give it one last shot. We'll give it everything we have. And then that way, we at least don't have to worry anymore. If we don't make it this time with you know, kind of like finding our new personalities and being more comfortable in front of a camera, then we know it just wasn't for us. But let's spend all the time on the paperwork. Let's spend all the time on the video and let's nail this submission down. And if we get it amazing, that's, you know, what we've always dreamed of. And if we don't, then we gave it our best shot and we can move on and just close that chapter. And so it was kind of like our last attempt and it all worked out, which is unbelievable. It is, it, it is. So I, so I got to ask, um, do you do you feel that because not I mean not I don't I don't know how many people have applied uh, over the course of the amount of time that you guys have right? right did you find that the process got easier or harder or about the same um, to go through that process again and again and not just from a dejected side uh, mm -hmm. but like the actual process and balancing it with all of the things that you guys have as, as you know, two young men growing up and having uh, I'm sure lives outside of just the business and school and, uh, and then college as well as college. So. 
right? Yeah, I would say the process stayed the same. Um, however, for us, it just became easier because we knew what we were in for. So, but, but the general process, like through the different sort of steps and stages you have to go through, were all very similar. Um, it was just, we were in a better position. And like Garrett said, we were, you know, um, a lot more energetic and a lot more comfortable in front of the camera and able to kind of convey our story better. I think that was like the big key factor. Also, we had more sales, so that helps. (laughs) (laughs) I want to touch on that too, because at, at some rate it came easier because we started to grasp more and more of what they were looking for. Right. And so that helped us out a lot. Um, but it also became harder because we, we had more sales and we were actually like growing our company more at that point, rather than we were at 13 and 16. Right. And in school and, and the action goal was just kind of like when we had extra time, we'd go to the shop, we'd try to fulfill orders because we were in school, baseball, growing up, all of that stuff. But now, as soon as we graduated college, we've been like focusing every second of every day into our company. And so it's kind of like our identity at this point. It's like the action glow bros. Like that's how people know us. And so it became harder to find the time to allocate to apply in season 14, if that makes sense. But as far as the application process, um, we just kind of understood more of what they were looking for as far as answers to the application questions and in the video. So it's kind of like a balancing effect i guess <laughs> yeah i mean look i when people ask uh you know because i'm all you know as a podcaster going back to 2014 like people ask like oh well how do i do this or that when it comes to podcasts is like put the reps in keep doing it <laughs> get to yeah. be really bad at it for a long time you know for as Absolutely. long as it takes for you to like for it to click i can't even i not my fingers um <laughs> for, for, for yeah maybe it's, it's yeah there you go that right i'm more right-handed um for it to click the like what's going to work for me and what's going to connect with the people that uh, the atari audience which in in business we're all trying to reach that target audience right that Mm -hmm. avatar and in this case you're you're trying to reach the shark tank people to say hey like we have something that's worth having on the show we have something that's worth getting a deal for and we have something that's worth uh audiences actually tuning in to to and sit around to watch right um and I think that's really, you know, that only comes with putting in those reps and doing it over and over and over again. Because, you know, just, you know, you could have did it for the first time this, you know, when you actually got on, but say didn't get on and might have taken you two or three times still to get to that place. Maybe not four, but you're also older, right? And you've had other experiences mm-hmm. uh, to fill in. But I, I think uh, that it's really you know, the putting in those reps, I think it's just so important. It's so imperative for anything that you're, you're trying to do. Uh, you gotta be, you gotta be good, you know, not so great at it before you can eventually get good enough for somebody to take notice. Of course. Exactly. And we look back, if we would have made it actually on the show at 13 and 16 on like our first or even second submission video, I'm sure we would have had a much different result <laughs> than how things went. You know, I can't say for sure that we would have gotten a deal with one of the sharks. And so it's kind of like one of those, everything happens for a reason. We learned and grew so much over those four application periods that um, everything happens for a reason. We're glad that we got on when we did. Well, like you said about the reps too, though, like we were doing a ton of different business competitions here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just pitching our company wherever we could and just like any networking event in the area we would show up to and, do an action goal pitch. And we were just, we just got really comfortable. Like we said, with doing this over and over and over again with that repetition. And then when it came time to practicing our pitch for like the actual show, it was sort of muscle memory for us. We were just repeating that pitch every single day. We'd be in our action goal shop working. Like at that point in time, all action goal systems were handmade. So I would be up there soldering everything together. Garrett would be printing labels. I'd be like, 
hi, Sharks, I'm Dakota. And then Garrett would go off on his side. We'd just banter back and forth. But it was just, just like that over and over and over again until, you know, we would go out there and be able to do it blacked out or in your sleep. That's what we wanted to do, like the back of our hand. Yeah, I, I I love that. And, you know, going along with that, I think, you know, I ding ding for everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to get some insight for the super entrepreneurs watching mm-hmm. about the process in which you guys went and got somebody, an outside investor who wasn't through Shark Tank yeah, and, sure. and what, what that helped you in preparing for what life is now like, um, well, we haven't talked about if, if you've closed yet or still in due diligence or whatever, yeah. but just even the process of like, you know, getting, in the mindset of what it's like to have an investor that's uh i don't want to say looming but is in the you know a part of the business that's maybe not soldering things and repeating the shark tank pitch uh over and over again Mm -hmm. well for for us it was all about finding like a strategic partner because again i'm going to go back to starting so young we didn't know anything about starting a company you know we just knew that we had this cool idea that we liked all of our friends liked, and it seemed like our entire community of Northern Michigan liked too. And they kind of rallied behind us. And so we didn't have any money. We didn't have bank accounts. We didn't have any startup funds. Um, We couldn't get a loan, a business loan. We couldn't get business credit cards. We were just kind of, and you know, our parents are middle-class hard workers. So although although they've supported us in every facet they possibly can, they couldn't, you know, give us a a big business loan to get started with this uh, idea that we had. Um, so it kind of goes back to like starting with, you know, going to our neighbors and up in Michigan here, we have like what we call uh, pop can returns, like can returns. And you actually pay like 10 cents extra for each like can um, of juice or soda or whatever it is. We're just now figuring out that yeah. most of the nation doesn't know. I thought this, everybody so. did this. I thought this was like a statewide thing or I mean a nationwide thing, but it's apparently just a Michigan thing. And then you take it. Your- it's in a few other states. Is it's it? not okay. just Michigan, but yeah. you see it on like the back. I mean, I actually have a. I can't. I don't usually drink a lot of soda, but um, I think it's on the back of this can. Yeah. Some we keep talking. I'll I'll find it. Yeah. I'll yeah. It. <laughs> well, anyway, so you take that can back there, and you'll get ten cents for it when you return it because I they're trying to encourage recycling, and you get like your deposit back of ten cents basically. And so that was our way of getting uh, enough capital to get off the ground at thirteen and sixteen. It paid we for our patent, our paid first for our patent and patent application. Filing our so what we would do, just to touch on that, is we would go around to the different neighbors in the area, and we would just say, "Hey, if you guys are, if you haven't made it to drop off your cans yet, we'd like to take them for you." And so we would go and collect everyone's cans and fill the back of our dad's truck with cans, and then go and deposit and get that ten cents. And it would start, you know, next thing you know, a couple hundred bucks and a couple hundred bucks and we had enough money to file for our patent. So we we really hustled in the beginning. It was just like a sure. scrappy grassroots way to get off the ground, you know, and uh, it's because we didn't know anything. And so now translating into when we brought on our first partner, um, we were trying to, you know, evolve our product basically. And we needed to create a whole new mold, like plastic injection stuff. And we didn't know much about that. And so it kind of started from a connection of somebody in the plastics and injection molding industry. Um, and we were just basically meeting with this person to talk about our next steps to get our new product out um, on the market. And uh, it turned out that they just sold their business and they were looking for something else to get their hands involved with and kind of loved like our enthusiasm, loved our product and uh, came on board as a partner. And so through that individual, we were able to learn so much about uh, you know injection molding, about what it takes to bring a new product to market 
meeting with all these different uh, manufacturing and tooling shops around the country to try to figure out who would be the best fit for our project waterproofing um how to actually like run a business as far as like the backside like the finances and the budgets and um so this partner really came on and was really involved with us which was amazing um and then it came time to a point where we were you know had a position to buy him out um and so we did that because you know we wanted as much uh equity in our company as we possibly could and we had a great offer in front of us um and then shark tank rolled in right into that so it was definitely like a learning curve but we learned so much from that partner that we wouldn't have traded that period for anything. Not to mention the due diligence period, like you were saying. Um, you know, it was back and forth for for us. It was over three, two to three months. I would want to say over two mm-hmm. months later of back and forth from his lawyer, his like legal team to our lawyers, and back and forth, back and forth, just constantly changing up the operating agreement until it was something that we all agreed upon. And um, yeah, we just learned so much through that process that like it didn't seem as daunting to like bring on a shark and like have to go through all that paperwork because we already had done it before. We know kind of how that all works. So. Yeah. I mean, look, those experiences are, are priceless. And you know, when you're, you know, when you guys are saying like, well, we, you know, we didn't know how to do a business or anything like that's part of doing it. Right. Is, is just doing it, solving, you know, I always say entrepreneurs are just professional problem solvers, right? We see problem, we fix problem, we move to, we fix the other four problems that pop up because we solve said problem and and we just keep the process going. Um, and, and for, you know, for you guys, that, that is so awesome. Now, when it comes to patent filing, somebody actually reached out to me about patent filing, uh, in the, uh, in a live stream I was doing the other day and I, and I didn't quite have an answer for them. Now, did you guys go through a lawyer, a patent lawyer to do it, or did you go and do it yourself? Yeah, no, we definitely used a, a patent uh, lawyer. So this is kind of a fun, um, sort of tangent too. And this kind of goes back to us starting our company at such a young age. And that was a lot of this, Joe, goes back to starting so young. Yeah, yeah. If, if you haven't been able to tell, <laughs> well, it was just, it's the beginning of the company. But right. um, we, it was like sort of a double edged, double edged sword being a young entrepreneur because a lot of like a lot of people wouldn't take us seriously. They didn't think that you know we were going to stick with it. They just thought it was like a little idea that we were going to have fun with. I mean, here we are, eleven years later, still running the company. Um, but a lot of people just didn't believe in us. Although, on the other hand, there was a lot of people that were willing to help us and try to like, you know, push us in the right direction. And that was our patent attorney. Thank goodness. So our patent attorney saw um, saw sort of our vision, understood what we were trying to accomplish. And then they were able to kind of like tell us of like, I guess, inform us of the other assets that were out there. And so like the other programs. And so we worked with like, I believe it's called Michigan Springboard at the time. Um, but it was sort of like a grant for legal fees. And so, you know, we contacted the patent attorney and he said, let's get you working through this grant um, channel and then that'll help pay for it. So we got a significant discount for our first provisional patent, which is why we were able to afford it with cans. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it, it, we use a whole patent attorney. I mean, I think the doing it by yourself is a really daunting task. I mean, if you're going to go for it, go for it. You're going to learn a lot. But um, yeah, we definitely sought legal advice for that one. <laughs> Oh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, depending on, you know, the pro- the product and, and in the case of lighting, it's very like there's so many pitfalls of like, you know, mm-hmm. who's got what patent already and and trying to, you know, so it's it's not like you invented a brand new thing that never existed before. And it's like, you know, it's total like nobody's ever seen this before. And this is the patent for it. Right. Um, right. So it's like oh, I did a couple of Google searches like it doesn't exist. 
did a couple of patent, you know, U.S. patent searches, couldn't find like anything remote. Okay, I will go forward and make that process happen. Um, You know, when you're talking about something that's like, you know, could be seen by so many other companies that have lighting patents or, you know, attachable patents or anything like that. It's just like, wow, you really got to really got to navigate a minefield of of stuff. So I I think it's really important to have that, that, and I would generally recommend an attorney, especially a friend of mine actually works in the patent office. Um, and you know, unfortunately he, he's not allowed to come on the show. Sadly, I know I was was like, I would would love to have him on. Um, and he would love to be on, but he's like the first thing he tells us is we can't take interviews, can't do things like that. Um, but you know, it's, you know, knowing, knowing him, knowing, um, a bit of what he deals with in and out with the, with patent attorneys, mm-hmm. having a good, a good patent attorney is not a bad thing. Like it's, it's worth the money. And it, would you, it sounds like you would agree. Yeah. That's what I said. It goes back to like, when we started our company at such a young age, one of the biggest like take homes that Garrett and I tell like other aspiring entrepreneurs, young or old, um, to do. And like one of the, like the biggest talking points that we say is like, you need a network. You need to go out there and talk to people about your idea, learn from other people. And you need to understand that like you, you don't know everything. If you come in and trying to be an entrepreneur with this massive ego, like you're going to succeed right off the bat and you don't want anyone else's help, it's going to be extremely difficult the entire time. And so since we were kids, like we understood that we didn't know anything. We were constantly asking people for help. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like what sort of propelled us to this, like not like using an actual patent attorney and not trying to do it by ourselves is because we just knew that like, there's no way we're going to be able to do it better than someone who's a professional at it. For sure. Yeah. And you know, uh, um, to go back to the, the uh, comment you made about the people that, that, you know, didn't think you would still be doing it. Like, you know, here you are 11 years later. Uh, and you said today's the 11th anniversary, right? Uh, not today. Just a couple oh, weeks, ago. Couple just weeks, a couple weeks ago. ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know if it was that much of a coincidence. <laughs> Close. Uh, Matrix, you know, not confirmed. Um, so, uh, so, uh, oh, my, my point to that was, uh, you know, a lot of those people are just self-projecting um, things that they couldn't get done, that they, you know, sure. their own doubts and things of that nature. And and obviously you guys have figured that out because you figured, or you were dumb enough to keep going regardless. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> But it's okay. It's all right. Uh, you know, it's that because, you know, the way I always say is like, if it's not this, it'll be something else. Right. And, right. and I think that that's a, a really important aspect that people don't always take into consideration when mm-hmm. they doubt, like they enable that self-doubt to come in um, and say, well, this is the only thing I will ever be able to create or the only iteration of right. it that will ever be the best. And, um, right. and also to, to your point of the, uh, the ego. I mean, yeah, having an ego at a young age, especially at a young age, uh, does not, you know, throw rocks very far uh, for people or boulders <laughs> right. very far, right? So you, uh, you, you really, I, I, you know, I, I think we're all need to be that that student and the and the teacher, and that and that's the way you know I I look at my channel, my life, and and everything. Like it's not just about what I know; it's about learning from people. Like I don't read books; I read people and and the stories that they tell. So because uh, I'm a I'm a slow reader, so for me, it's, it's not that I. <laughs> don't like books. I, I do. I have a, a small collection, but, um, but I'm a slow reader. So for me, it's about those conversations, those relationships and having an ego is general. And unless you're walking in with the iPhone, 
you know, and, and blowing people away, it's right. not going to be that way for you. Right. Uh, it's not going to be like this, um, you know, everybody holds you up as like the Holy grail of awesomeness. Um, and, and, and to your credit, you shouldn't want to be <laughs> because, because right. that's not going to help you, you know, when you get punched in the mouth, like what, what are you going to do then? Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. for so, sure. so going into the tank, uh, speaking of going into the tank here, uh, oh, you know, yeah. so you guys chose to, uh, to go in on, on skateboards, uh, which is, which is pretty cool to get to see, uh, down that hallway. How were you guys feeling about your, your pitch and, and, uh, your chances yeah. of landing a deal? We've got some funny stories. I'll let Garrett touch on a really funny story in just a second. But first thing I wanted to say is we begged our producers to not have to wear helmets. It was back and forth, back and forth. There was like like a really tiny, slim chance that like we were going to like actually make it and not have to wear helmets. And then last minute, we had to bust the helmets out. And we're like, ah, <laughs> we were that close. But luckily, it worked out. Like we took off our helmets. Our hair looked fine. We were so nervous about like helmet uh, hair, you know, like something going crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like your biggest, you know, shot of your life. And you're going to be in front of like 8 million people in a matter of, you know, a few months. You're like, oh boy, come on. <laughs> like, don't, don't blow this. But, oh, it was the most, Dakota and I prepared and prepared and prepared and nothing prepares you for that feeling. Right. I mean, we, we printed out shark, the pictures of the sharks. Um, we would give our pitch to just the pictures of the sharks uh, in our shop there. We hired presentation coaches, one from Thailand, one from California, who were incredible in helping us get ready and just to announce our words and get our message across, you know, um, as effectively as possible, because you're not just trying to win over the sharks, you're trying to win over the audience, you know, everybody watching. And we wanted to be as dialed and uh, ready for this opportunity as possible. But then you get there, you know, and you're like standing (laughs) in front of the doors and like everything is kind of like just goes out, you know, like you, you're not like your mind just you kind of black out. I mean, that's the the best way to describe it. I wouldn't it. say kind of. You definitely you black, black out. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were standing uh, right right at the the doors there, and right before they opened, the gentleman started counting down, and they give you like a countdown from ten before the first set of doors open, and then you start going down the hallway, and then the second doors open to the sharks. Um, so there's two sets of doors. And when we were standing in front of the first set, the gentleman starts counting down from 10. And as he starts at 10, I look at Dakota to like give him like a fist bump. Like, all right, dude, like, you know, we've been waiting for this moment for 10 years. Are you ready? And uh, he he came. Yeah, it was right before those doors open. <laughs> and when he came to me to say, like, I'm ready, nothing came out of his voice. Like his lips moved and they motioned like, I'm ready but nothing came out and my heart starts beating. I start panicking. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me, Dakota. And so he like coughs and tries to go like, am I better? And there was still nothing. And so I don't know what to do. I just whack him. Like I whack him really hard in the chest. And then it like, he coughs again. And then he goes, am I ready? And it was like clear. And I'm like, oh, and then all of a sudden we are three, Two, one, and the doors open. It was like the most Gosh. like adrenaline rushing, panicked moment that you could ever want before you start walking down the hall or riding down the hall. Riding down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> not not walking, you know, like, oh, I hope I don't trip or or um don't look down, right? As as one of uh the past entrepreneurs that came on the show said, I, I didn't want to look down, I didn't want to look down. 
And then in the video, we found her looking down. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, riding Uh, wasn't a big deal for us. We've been on board since we were, you know, I mean, before we could walk, really. We've been skiing and snowboarding and stuff like that. So, like, the riding wasn't a big deal at all. The big deal was just, like, the fact that I, I had no voice at all. I literally couldn't speak. Like it was like a like a nightmare where you like you're you're like trying to like scream and you can't scream. But in real life and for the biggest opportunity of your life, you know, <laughs> I was like, this is just like the worst like feeling ever. But thank goodness, you know, Garrett whacked it out of me. We looked at each other and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. You ready? He's like, yes. And like we quickly, um, you know, recompose ourselves and one door was open up and I was like feeling on top of the world all of a sudden. So it was like a really quick mindset change that happened at the perfect time for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I bet um, that's, yeah. That, you know, well, that's good that the, that, you know, you guys have been on boards forever and uh, it made it a lot easier for you to uh, not, you know, not think about it, but Hey, I mean, you know, probably falling on the board coming down the hall would probably still get you on the show regardless of how that's the rest true. of it goes. That's a very good point. <laughs> that's a very good point. As, uh, as, uh, Layla from, uh, from TA three said, it was her mistake that, that, you know, they kind of confirmed in a sort of way that that was what enabled her to be able to get on the show mm-hmm. because she made a mistake during her pitch and they, you know, had the, the long pause and, you know, those, those awkward pauses, uh, right. seem to do well, yeah. uh, with the show. It don't happen all the time, but when they do, they, they aren't afraid to, to put it in there and, uh, enabled it to, 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 to get the juice to go on the, oh. to air. Sorry. I was just say everything happens for a reason. And there's no do-overs, you know, and I think, I mean, you know that at this point, but like when those cameras are on, and I think that's always in the back of your head too, which is why so many people like happen to mess up and slip up because you know that you can't do a do-over. Like it's the cameras are on and they stay on until you walk out of the hallway, you know, with a deal or without a deal. And so it just kind of messes with your mental a little bit. Like this is it, you know, I can't, I can't mess up because, well, you can and still get aired, but you don't want to. (laughs) Ideally, no. Ideally, you, you want to, you know, land a deal, uh, a favorable deal for you and and, and yeah. get to, to leave, right? And not, exactly. not mess up or mess up in a way that makes sense for the storytelling so that it gets on TV. <laughs> so it gets on TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so coming up with your, your valuation, um, how did you, you guys come up with your 200000 for 15%? Yeah, so... A couple of things, but a lot of it came down to just us working alongside our mentors um, throughout our business journey. Once again, starting at such a young age, um, we kind of cultivated a group of some of like the best business minds in Michigan. And so going into this experience, we were able to kind of work with them um, and they were kind of able to guide us in the right direction for valuation. Um, they gave us a list of different questions that we could uh, go over and make sure that like we have a solid answer for um, and so they really helped us out with evaluation and everything. I like Garrett getting the more of the gritty details of it specifically, but it was all kind of a, a group effort. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> but, have, you know, the sales that some companies go in there with. Um, and so that was kind of, we were worried about that. And we were really worried about that showing like a, or shining like a negative light on us. Um, but we have been in business for a really long time. We had a really strong patent behind us that was enforceable and that we have used on several different occasions to shut down competitors that were trying to encroach into the action sport lighting market. Um, and then it was, you know, we did have some sales, but then we also just have that brand uh, kind of uh, 
recognition. Recognition. Thank you. <laughs> um, with some of like the top action sport organizations and athletes in the world. And so we have like really strategic partnerships um, with the World Surf League. And we basically have the like, contract with the World Surf League. So any of their nighttime surf competitions that they do, which the World Surf League is like the professional organization of surfing. Um, we are the guys, you know, so we fly out there. We light up all of the professional surfers boards with our lighting systems. Um, we've worked on some really cool projects with uh, Red Bull and Jeep. And so a lot of that comes down to that as well. But we also know what we can turn Action Glow into. And so a lot of our valuation came down from just the future potential of our company. Like we see a lot of different sports being like the World Surf League and the fact that they want something new and exciting for their audience to see. And so um, just like as an example, we went out to France for a World Surf League competition um, and it was a nighttime surf competition. And it's expanding the audience in a way where it's bringing so many new people to the sport. And this was a one night mm. event in this little beach town in the south of France. And uh, we hooked up 12 professional surfers boards and we were in the back, you know, working like dogs, making sure everything was working correctly. But when we peeked out, there were just a sea of people. You couldn't see any bit of sand on the beach. You couldn't see any bit of concrete on the boardwalk. And then uh, it wasn't until like a week later that we found out that there was an estimated 25,000 people that packed this little beach in the south of France to watch this one night surf competition. And it was the World Surf, Le surf League's uh, like single largest one night event that they've ever done. And so it's really like shaping up and bringing a lot of interest into a sport because for surfing, especially you kind of got to know like the complexity of the tricks. If you're going to sit around for four hours and watch these professional surfers. And I'm not saying that there isn't an audience for that. Right. But when it's at night and it's after work, right. And there's uh, so a lot more people can show up and there's a DJ uh, on the beach spinning the tracks and there's cocktails flowing and there's lights in the water with these professional athletes. It kind of just shifts it into almost like a party atmosphere as well as the sporting event. And so we're able to do a lot for these sporting industries. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of our valuation came from too. We see like the X games and the do tour uh, for snowboards and skateboards and all that. We see a lot of that turning in this uh, kind of like an inev inevitable transition as well. And, and we're, we're hoping to be at the forefront of that. I'm glad you answered the question before I even said it. it was like, what's the difference in, in like, cause night, I feel like it's going to be that much harder, even with the lights, the underglow to see, I mean, cause you're looking at like, depending how far out they are, like this big, sure. this big, this big, like, I, you know, it, and then in the dark, not everybody has awesome laser eyes, you know, to yeah. be able to see, but, um, but no, that's, that is awesome. And I think a testament to you guys and your product that you're able to light up because like ocean water is not always clear. You know, we don't all live in the Caribbean, right? So sure. ocean water, and then you add the, the, um, the surf on top of that, right. The, the mix, the mix, right. So it's like, you add all that up and it's like to, to have something that's bright enough to be able to be seen for people to actually go and enjoy it and, and then create that party atmosphere, I think makes a, a lot of sense yeah. a lot a lot of sense that, that's awesome to touch on that they do have like for the world surf league events they have like a stadium light set up so picture like being out at like a ballpark or like, you know, like a football game so like the, the surfers can see everyone can see the surfers and then everyone can like easily identify who's like on what team or what surfer uh caught that wave by the like the color of their surfboard 
and like other jerseys as well. But like when you match the two, it just looks really, really cool. Super easy. And for... everyone can see super easy. So it's really, yeah. yeah do they use, do use cameras? cameras? Like cameras yeah. with, okay. Yeah. For yeah. Okay. okay. That makes Botron sense. screen. You can see it's, it's really cool. <laughs> and the overhead drones. And so like the surfers paddling out with their lit up surfboards with mm. the drone overhead. It just gives everyone like a really clear vision on like who's on what team. And it, uh, it just adds a really unique element to these competitions. For sure. That, yeah. So that makes, that makes a lot more yeah. sense. I, you know, I was picturing like, it's a, cause at first I'm like, Oh, it's dark. We're all sitting on the beach. They're, right. you know, they're lit up, but are right. they lit up from like <laughs> floodlights or like what the yep, deal is. Yeah. But then when you add, you know, the drones, the screen, you know, all that stuff in the package deal. Um, yep. and you know, you're in the South of France. So like, what the hell, you know, why not? <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that is awesome. That is awesome. So, um, so going into the tank, did you guys have a specific shark that you were looking to do a deal with? Yes, we both did. Uh, so basically, like my top choice was Garrett's second place choice, and vice versa. Um, so I went in there, um, kind of seeking Mark Cuban, just because he's got that sports background. Sure, it's not action sports, but I mean, he's used to working with athletes. He's used to seeing like uh, how how many people can fill a stadium during like a sporting event. And so I thought that, you know, with his name behind it, it would be super uh, beneficial for us, but also like his connections um, would be and it, like in his team would be very beneficial for us. So I was kind of shooting for Mark, but my second pick would be Garrett's first, who was Robert. Robert. <laughs> Robert yeah. 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 We were, we were definitely eyeing Robert and uh, my point of view on him was he's, he's in the technology space, you know, with his cybersecurity company, um, so he'd be able to understand that portion of our product really well, but then he's also like just such an active guy. I think he just turned 60 years old. He's like the first shark that jumps up out of his chair when something like, you know, interactive comes into the tank. He's the first one that wants to try it out. And, uh, he's so active. Like he's always out like beyond his boat or behind his lake on like his foil board. And, uh, I'm just like, you know what? He just seems like the perfect partner to, to bring on board with action glow. And so. It all worked out. He's always <laughs> been at the absolute top of the list. And so, yeah, once uh, once he started showing a little bit of interest in it, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. You know? Yeah, I mean, we have the the term. And because you guys have well, – I don't know if you've, you've seen it. We uh, when, when I did episodes here with Larry – uh, you know, we coined the the verb slash adjective of roberting uh, everything, you know, when he messes things up or, you know, just acts yep. really goofy and stuff like it's that. So true. It's so, true. It's so <laughs> personable and charismatic. And uh, it just kind of shines into like the way he operates his businesses and he's fun. And he like we brought up a lot of ideas. Obviously, that got cut out of the episode. Um, but like one thing to touch on is like we converted, you know, we're crazy kids, right? We converted a uh, school bus, like a full-size school bus, into like the Action Glow tour bus. And in the fall, we're kicking off um, like our Action Glow Lead the Way, L-E-D, the Way road trip. And uh, we were messing with Robert about coming along on the road trip with us for like a certain leg. And uh, he's just that type of guy. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he does come out. I'm kind of bummed that they cut that out 40 minutes, I believe. You know, our segment was like seven or eight, like like significantly cut from it. Um, but we talked about France and, and the surf competition working with the WSL. Um, and then we talked about that road trip in the school bus, which we were really excited to kind of like tell the, tell the world about. And everyone loved the idea. You know, we were like bantering back and forth with Mark about it and Robert, you know, I'm like, Robert, we got an extra bunk for you if you want to come, you know. And so it was really cool, like having that experience. And I really wish, you know, like Garrett and I said, we pretty much blacked out for the whole thing <laughs> so we don't remember much so it would have been really cool to see that in the episode and kind of see how that conversation went 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he would. I think he would be up to uh, doing a, a short leg of that if, right, if it right. fit into his schedule. I think. I mean, for him, I think the problem is having young kids. Yeah. You know, it's like he's sixty and he totally would do something like that. Right. Uh, but you know, he has yeah. to have little kids that he needs to <laughs> that he's responsible for as well. And Very and true. that's uh, so maybe in another ten years when he's like seventy, seventy five, he'll he'll be like, yeah, at all, yeah, heck yeah, let's go. We'll do um, a second tour for sure. Maybe like a third or fourth by then. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. He's also invested in some really cool companies that Garrett and I kind of looked up to, like Hamboards way back in the day. I think they mm. were season five. I um something along those lines, but he he uh, made an offer or made a deal with them for um their like sort of surfboard skateboards, and so obviously that was right in our wheelhouse. And then I believe he made the deal with Bad Birdie. Um, so Bad Birdie is the golf polos. Garrett and I are like really big golfers as well, and so we have a couple Bad Birdie golf polos as well. So like his companies that he works with were very aligned with our company, and so that's why another reason why we really wanted to kind of you know, uh, have his expertise behind us. Oh, no, I, 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 no, I love it. I think he, you know, I think of, of uh, you know, Mark aside, I think he is the shark that you would go. I mean, I, you know, Mr. Wonderful would not be unless he was like, Hey, I can make a buck here. Yeah, uh, sure. a, give me a buck and LED and we'll, <laughs> and we'll call it a deal. And it's like, you know, you know how much that would cost me. Right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, at that point, you might as well just like set up like a charity fund for for Mr. Wonderful yeah. on the site, <laughs> like just pay him directly. Just pay him directly. <laughs> um, so you know, having having that opportunity uh to to get to uh get an offer from from Robert, uh, you guys did go encounter to Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, was that, you know, did you guys predetermine what your, your max would be that, and, and he was pushing, uh, above that or are you countering just the count, like to have a counter? A little bit of both. <laughs> both. Um, yeah, but it's kind of funny when we watched like the edited version of it, it was actually a lot longer of like back and forth with Robert to like nail down the details and they cut it. So it looked like. I was like, we would do 20 and Garrett's like, and he's like, no. And then Garrett's like 25 and he's like, no. So it really looked like we were just like countering just to counter, but there was a lot more questions about, you know, um, whether or not he would be willing to fund all of our hard POs as we move forward. And we had a whole long conversation about that. And so we kind of like addressed a lot more than what they showed, which was another bummer. <laughs> uh, Cause it looks like we were just begging for less equity, but um, yeah, we were comfortable giving up right around 30%. And that's where he came in at. We obviously would have liked it to be a little bit lower, but I mean, we had that threshold and he, he came right into that perfect threshold. So we're like, all right, that's kind of what we were looking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I well, look, obviously these are cut down from 45 minutes to I've heard as much as a two hours right. uh, in the tank. So, you know, I, you, it, you always start with the story, right? What's the end of the story? And then you work backwards and to fulfill that, that story. And yep. then you have your time crunch because if you're one of the two middle ones, it's a shorter period than the, like the, the, the front and the back. Usually yep. there's sometimes they mix it up, but, um, but if you don't get a commercial break, it's going to be a little bit shorter, uh, yep. which, you know, makes a difference when you're trying to tell a story and you, you don't have time to, like, go into the back and forth, which if you guys had had the commercial break, you probably probably would have. And they right. probably would have drummed it up to make it look like Robert was like, eh, you know, I don't know, like, you yeah. know, kind of getting not that interested, yep. um, you know, just to go to commercial break, come back and 
for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, it I'm worked. I'm surprised they didn't do that. And that's because we had like the most commercial break worthy moment that happened. Um, and Garrett and I were like, we were sure, like, after we walked to the tank, we're like, that is for sure. They're going to cut it and go to commercial. And that was, so when you're watching the episode and you see that all the other sharks are dropping out pretty quick, that is pretty much how it happened in real life, which was really scary mm-hmm. to us. It was like Kevin was out and then Lori was out, I think. And then, then Mark and then Barbara and then Barbara. And we're like, Oh my goodness. Like all, like we just like watched our like dreams fly out the, you know, the front door there. We're like, Oh my gosh. And then got to Robert. You know, I really like the product. I think you guys are like great spokespeople for it, you know? And I, it sounded <laughs> like he was going to go out. And at this point in time, Garrett and I like sat there in silence, listening to all the other sharks going out without like trying to, rebuttal or anything like we were just like shocked about what was happening and it sounded like our last chance and like the investor that we really wanted to work with was just about to do the same and so i actually interrupted robert and i was like <laughs> he was going on about like how we're the, you know we're, we're doing everything right we're on the right track it's a really fun product that brings everyone back you know to their young days and i interrupted him and i was like you know we're projected to do four hundred and thirty thousand dollars in the first year of action glow 2 and like, you know, if you want to know more, like, I'd love to tell you why we think these projections are legit, you know? And that's when I could go into like, you know, us moving into the retail channel, selling at least 10 a day would be super simple for us with the different retail. And so like, I blurted right out and stopped him. And then I explained, like I explained to him the $400,000 projections and he uh, looks at us and he goes, you know, I was just about to make you an offer until you guys said that. And I... Our, Garrett and I, our, our jaws dropped. just dropped, our hearts dropped. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, did I just mess this entire thing up? And so Garrett and I, we probably looked so distraught in there. And uh, and then like he noticed that physically, you know, he, he saw us like physically distraught. He was like, oh, not that. But until you guys said that you were going to spend all this money on manufacturing for this new version, why is it going to cost so much money? And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's get into that. You know, and then so we were able to like kind of, figure that figure things out but what a good tv moment yeah we, we walked on it <laughs> i bet you it's gonna cut to a commercial right at that point when he said you know i'm gonna i'm gonna or i was just gonna, gonna make you guys an offer until you said that right <laughs> no that uh that would be a i mean it probably would have been uh it had you know again if they didn't have other um guest co-hosts show up on the show right. dominic hi hi, hi. <laughs> How, how, you are you? how are you? How are you now? Good. Why are you talking to the <laughs> <laughs> microphone there? <laughs> yeah, you're holding on to the microphone, Dom. You don't need to hold on to the microphone. You can hear. <laughs> the, the mini super Joe Pardo. <laughs> yes, this is this is Dominic. Hi, Dominic. How Hi. you doing? Do you have how a bike you? or a ski Good. or a snowboard? Do you have a bike? Yeah. We gotta yeah. get some bike. I don't really know how to swipe it. Yeah, we're gonna work on that. We're we're turning five on Sunday, so we're gonna we're gonna work on that more, especially as happy it gets early birthday. Oh, he says happy birthday. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> so, so, uh, so hold on, Dom. Please don't hit that. Um, because there's a mute button there. You know, yeah. I don't want to mute the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> 
so that i mean that would be very uh heart dropping heart stopping at that point with you know hearing the idea that i was going to give you a, you were you were about to make it and then you blew it uh by saying so by scary. saying that right so um scary. so i so, so so you guys end up clo- uh you know closing the deal there on the show with robert and uh if <laughs> please stop dom <laughs> Thank you. Uh, at the end of the show, or at the end of your your pitch, uh, I noticed that you you know you roll out the skateboard for him. And uh, were you expecting him to jump on the skateboard and uh, ride over? No, or, we or... expecting him to, like to grab it and be like, "Thank you so much." But he actually wanted to jump on, <laughs> um, but then he's like, "No, I'd have to put on a helmet if I'm going to jump on it," you know. And so he's like, mm. "I can't do that right now." He was this close. To he was about on. to jump on the board. <laughs> But we just wanted to like roll it to him as like because we were both holding a board too, and so we kind of had it planned that like we someone would walk over, grab the third board that we had on set, and roll it to whatever uh, potential shark we got to deal with. And so it all kind of worked out perfect. He like jumped out of the seat and like ran towards us, and I'm like, that's perfect. Like that's exactly what we were hoping for. Beforehand, <laughs> Garrett and I were talking about uh, like because once you're on Shark Tank, you want to make as many TV moments as possible. Like you were talking about with the mistakes or whether it's like a good thing, you know, Ice Shaker, the Gronkowskis, they all did like a game of flip cup with all the sharks. Um, and so like we wanted to do something like that. So we were like messing around with the idea of getting uh, Robert or whoever we partner with right up on the board and then running him out the hallway with us. We're like, come on, you're coming with us. <laughs> but uh, we decided not to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if if he can ride a uh, a skateboard or not. Um, I mean, I tend to think he probably could. Uh, He he rides a lot of foil boards. Like, um, I just a couple months ago, he posted this video of, I think it was maybe his. No, it wasn't his birthday. He was in Croatia um, on, on a yacht, and he was like, you know on his foil board so foil is like you're out of the water it's super hard to balance on him and it was an electric foil board he was just ripping around on that so if he can balance up on that foil he would have been just fine yeah 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 it's how it sounds like it which is pretty awesome i personally have only tried to ride a skateboard like once Uh, messed my hip up <laughs> pretty quickly, and that was the end of that. Though I do do roll. Uh, I mean, I've done like uh, ice skating and and uh, uh, roller hockey and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. like, I, I have some balancing skills, and yeah. but not not to the skateboard. That that uh, has been a been a challenge for me. <laughs> um. So okay, so you're leaving leaving the tank with a deal. How are you feeling? What's what's going through your mind? Gosh, we were on top of the world. It was incredible. Yeah. And one thing that uh, they they weren't, whether you get a deal or not, one thing they kind of warn you is um, how exhausted you're going to feel when you leave. And uh, they're like, you know, we want you guys to leave all of your energy out there. And they're like, it may feel like you just got done running like two marathons, you know, or like playing in the Super Bowl, like leave it all out there. And Dakota and they're like, oh, we're young, we're active, like nothing can take us <laughs> down that easy. But by the time we are like, done and we made our deal with Robert we were like crawling out of the tank it felt like I mean you were just and it's not really like a physically draining experience just emotionally I mean you are like so high for one minute so low the next and your entire emotions are just like on this teeter-totter and um but we felt on top of the world like closing a deal with this shark we were eyeing um and we were so excited just to like 
get home and start growing the company now. Like yeah. everything was just kind of like falling into place for us. And we felt so fortunate for everything it took to get there, you know, and, and how it all played out. We had big plans, like whether or not we got a deal. It was like our first time in Los Angeles. And so we had big plans of going out and hitting the bars and like enjoying the entire experience. But we literally went back to the hotel room and fell asleep. It was like middle of the day. We fell right asleep. So like, we can't, there's no energy left. Like we were so drained. But once again, we were just so excited. We were over the moon. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 lots of people have have described that that uh, you know that feeling because it is such a, a roller coaster and For such sure. a release yeah. of of like tension that you you right. experience. Like even though you're like I, I blacked out and I'm not a hundred percent sure of what I said. Um, I remember you know chunks here and there, but um it's it's all you know it was all kind of just like like i was kind of on autopilot while blacked out um exactly how it is for sure yeah i mean it's so like having that um that big like release at that point uh i can't i'm not surprised that you guys went and and took a nap uh it's it was probably for the best because you probably weren't going to get anything really accomplished at that point you already did the thing that was most you're not going to accomplish anything better than that day most likely (laughs) that feeling was surreal though i mean once we woke up we're like okay we need to get some food like you're just exhausted something that we had to do like a lot of other entrepreneurs don't get this experience but we were actually on set earlier because we had to basically we shipped in all of like the props and stuff so like shipped in our snowboards and the bikes and everything like that but they didn't have our lighting systems on there so we had to apply all of our action glow systems before we went out and filmed so we were there like early on set installing everything like getting like our display like ready beforehand um so we had like so much time in the tank it was kind of cool. We got to watch like the sharks walk in, you know, we're like, oh my goodness, beforehand. Um, but it was it was super exhausting by the time we were done because we had to get there so early. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, go ahead. We didn't get to go to bed because uh, we mm. had like one of the parts of our video that played on the monitor while we were explaining what Action Glow is. It kind of cut to like a point of like some of our athletes and stuff actually using the product. And uh, some of those Ath- athletes, like these two athletes, yeah, it's exactly like- <laughs> your prime right there. <laughs> uh, look how enthused I look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of the uh, uh, athletes that we were picturing that we were showing were on like a different time zone than us and weren't answering our request to sign like an IP release so that we could show the footage of them using action. Mm. And so we had to completely remake Dakota like had to re-edit the entire video to take those clips out and supplement that that spot or those areas with new clips that didn't show the riders' faces. Yeah. And so it was 2 a.m. I was awake at 2 a.m. and then by, we had to be by on the, the time, bus by yeah. 5.30 in the morning. Well, we had to take a COVID test before that in the oh, hotel yeah. lobby. Mm. And that was at 5 in the morning. Right. So we did like the biggest day of our lives basically running on three, three and a half hours of sleep. And so that probably plays a lot into why we were so drained, <laughs> or why I lost my voice completely, or why you kind of lost it. <laughs> no, I mean that's you know that's that's nerve wracking too because you know I, I I don't know about you guys, but I would be second guessing myself the entire time. Like, did I am is this per, am I allowed to show this person versus this person? You yeah. know, did I get all of them? Did they actually get the new file to to put on the TV? Yeah. Is the person that's doing it going to hit the button on the you know hit the play button on the right so video? Many factors. Yeah. I mean, that's spot on. You're like 
your mind starts wondering about all these little things, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Is it actually going to play when we like start talking about action glow? Like, will this happen? Will this happen? Because if it doesn't, you kind of in the backyard also are thinking like, well, then we might not get aired. You know, if something goes wrong, mm -hmm. there's a chance that they can't fix it in post and they can't edit that out. And so you're just hoping that all the stars align. And uh, in our case, it did. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it, a, a video on a screen is pretty easy to fix and post. That's a That's pretty That's basic true. thing. But <laughs> but, you know, the, the reaction that the Sharks are going to have is right. is going to be different right because it's like oh it didn't play and right. versus uh you know if it if it but you know i i believe uh that the shark tank team is is like world is pretty much world class so i you know i would even though hindsight's 2020 and i'd be like yeah you know i i knew they were going to get it right and they were going to make it happen right in the moment like this is your big moment so everything you want to go as as perfectly as possible and Absolutely. um you know what they yeah. should do because you've been like covering so many like shark tank entrepreneurs and their stories and stuff you should go on like they should allow you on set for like a day of filming and you get to see like that would be awesome if they gave joe like exclusive access yeah, to see how everything happens because like name somebody like more influential like in that like the shark tank interviews and like connecting sure. with the entrepreneurs from shark tank than joe like, <laughs> i'm telling you we got to manifest that into their into reality here that would be cool. it's a process it is like super crazy the amount of like cameras they have set up the amount of people they have working um like on set the amount of people they have working offset i mean with all the covid situation going they have a whole covid team and it's a lot it's a whole operation it's really cool to see the back end of it yeah, I mean, you got to have pretty much a, a camera for every angle and, because it's all live. You're not like, hey, like, let's do it again. Like, take it from the top. <laughs> right. um, can you do that face again? I, however you did it, you know, uh, at least at least I hope that's not the case. In my understanding, that's not the case. But, <laughs> you know, we're still talking about TV here. So, like, I don't yeah. know. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it would be cool. I mean, I have a friend that got to go on the uh, on the, the set uh, a handful of years ago, he's actually in Michigan, um, in Flint, Michigan. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, Eric uh, Eric Thomas. Um, uh, he he got to go. He's friends with Damon, and uh, he's he's paralyzed he's from the from the neck down. Isn't Eric Tom? Is he like the motivational speaker? Not that Eric Thomas. Not that Eric. Not, Thomas. not okay. ET. Not that. Not that ET. Uh, diff <laughs> different ET. Uh, he, but he, yeah, he's in Flint, Michigan, and uh, he's. Uh, he does easy, easy awareness. Uh, it's the name of his brand. He has a, a t-shirt company. Uh, well, uh, uh, I guess, well, he does more than t-shirts, but like he has a, a, a marketing and branding company that also does t-shirts and things like that, uh, in, in Flint, Michigan. And awesome. uh, it's incredible. He's incredible. Like for what he is able to accomplish being paralyzed from the neck, you know, neck down, uh, from an accident that happened, uh, in 99, I want to say 98, 99, um yeah being being shot like yeah wow. yeah i have a, i have a long interview here with him on the channel here and on my podcast uh, uh so yeah, i will i will link it i will link it at the end of this uh let me write that down i will link it at the end cool, but yeah. um but yeah that would be that would be cool i mean look, i'm not asking i'm just and i don't i <laughs> thought there was other podcasts that do, there are other shark tank podcasts out there but nobody's doing what I do in the time frame in which I do it. And, right. you know, I, I think that it, I mean, it would, it would be pretty cool. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, they, right. know, 
I know that they know who I am. So yeah. <laughs> for sure. Season 15. I, I uh, applications right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the thing is, is like, I don't know that I would have, like, I wouldn't necessarily do it with um, part of fleet solutions and my company is mostly consulting um, outside of the media side, which is this, you know, what we're doing right now. And yep. then uh, I do have the a conference uh, conf- uh, company as well, where we mostly hold um, uh, the independent podcast conference. So independent podcasters come down to to Philadelphia and, and we've had people from all over the world uh, come down uh, year after year after year. So there's that, but I don't know that that's, the thing to go to shark tank with right Maybe. right right it's worth yeah. a shot you're, i can you're comfortable in front of the camera you know <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe you got me thinking anyway we'll talk about i'll think about i'll think about it. i'll think about right. it um right. cool it, w- it would be it would be different i mean they've had magicians go you know go on there to uh to talk right. about do you know putting on for a show a single show in 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 vegas but right. yep. um so so yeah, so so you guys, what kind of what's kind of long? Like, so after you get back uh, from from California, yep. What's some of the things you guys did to prepare for for airing? Which obviously you don't know that you're going to air until three weeks before. You yep. guys were lucky that you got before winter time, which uh, or or right about winter time was it? Yeah, when, November. 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 So yeah, like right in that window, Perfect. that would make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, it was uh, like. Uh, all, all hands on deck, boots on ground. It was like the next day when we came or when we touched ground um, because you fly out the next day. Like you pitch one day and then you fly back home the next day. And so it's kind of like boom, boom, boom. Um, but yeah, we, we knew that there was a chance uh, that we could air and we wanted to be as prepared as possible. So we uh, started basically manufacturing Action Glow 2, which was the color changing uh, rechargeable battery option uh product that we didn't have to hand assemble anymore because we knew if we did air count us out there's no way we can hand hand assemble that many units like it just wasn't even in the in the picture and so we brought a new product to market in like what dakota a month and a half just about a month and a half a month and a half and we brought action glow 2 to market like tested ready to go and we were on track we aired on november 18th we were on track to get all of our orders out before christmas so like a delivery on December 23rd or 24th. And then unfortunately we had like a big storm in the Midwest that came and held up like all the planes, all the shipments, everything. And our action glow product was one of those shipments. Um, but it was just crazy. Like we, we worked in overtime, 18, 19, 20 hour days. We were going to bed basically since like November or since the day we came home from filming. Yeah. We were going to bed at six in the morning and we were up by nine or 10 uh, for press or media or like just trying to get Action Glow 2 out, fixing the website, you name it. Um, It was the craziest time of our lives for sure. It was. And like, I I remember when we aired, you went up on the website, you're like, oh, they got a nice website. Well, that wasn't something that we wanted. Like we wanted a landing page that really like conveyed our brand. And so, you know, we worked with a local Michigan artist who's a digital rendering artist to do all of these like really rad 360s of the product. And so they're all like created in a digital space. Um, and we got all brand new like in product images. I built the entire website, um, like all, designed the whole website, um, for, like just to best convey our brand with that look and feel. Garrett was on the back end, like 
you know, talking back, talking to the manufacturing back and forth. And like, it was, it was just crazy <laughs> the whole thing, but like, yeah, we were able to, you know, I think it was maybe just about two months. We were able to completely bring a new product to market, um, which was action go to, and we were able to completely update the website, new product photos, new product packaging, everything all in two months. It was insane. So that clip there, Joe, or the one of the surfing right here coming up, well, this too, but um, right there. That, oh, wow. That was the 25,000 people packed on because uh, it goes out further than just what's shown there, but it was it was wild. <laughs> that is, that it's, it's, I guess uh, it should be coming right back up here in a second here. Yeah, it's, it's I don't have I don't have a way to freeze frame in it. Pause it. <laughs> um but no that that is that is awesome. Like I always say like you know, we when the chips are down you have to swing the bat, right? We we aren't the the hustle, the hustle culture thing isn't uh the most healthiest way to be, but but when the chips are down, you you got to be the one that swings swings the bat and gets it done yeah. and and clearly you guys, you know, put your heads down and and did the things that you needed to do to right. be prepared. For Shark Tank. Now, I do want to point out that um, you, while while uh, your your website works on Google Chrome, uh, I it didn't work on uh, Microsoft Edge, which is based on Chromium, which is Google Chrome. Um, so, well, I mean, the site works, but the video at the top for some reason does oh, not yeah. play. So, so I've added uh, yet great. another oh. thing because I, I I moved away from using Google Chrome as my primary browser as I moved away from outside of youtube uh youtube or you know utilizing google uh a whole whole heck of a lot to give them less market share uh in uh, in the world but um but yeah so it's something something to think about uh you know why why it's so weird because again edge is based um, and i turned off uh i didn't know if it was ad so i turned off my ad blocker uh, but it, it's not, that was not the case. Wow. Yeah, look into that. Yeah. Good to know. Good, good to yeah. know for our airing, our re-airing, our re-airing on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know edge doesn't have the biggest browser, you know, right. market share, but, but yeah. it's, I mean, it is growing as people move to get away from Google and in, in more ways than one. Sure. Um, so anyway, uh, where, where, where were we here? So did your, has your deal closed yet with Robert? <laughs> Um, so we're still working through the due diligence right now. I mean, obviously, like, so there was a lot of paperwork that we had to complete on our end. And we got that, you know, right in that same two month period where we were trying to like, you know, we were hitting the ground running, trying to get this new product to the market and the website and like all these different steps we had to take before we aired because we were anticipating this air date. And then after we aired, you know, we were, <laughs> we were like trying to fulfill all these orders and like changing our whole production facility from like a production facility to a fulfillment center. And so like we were just so busy that like we kept pushing to the back burner. Um, but then as soon as we like slowed down a little bit right after, um, I would say a couple weeks after we got done airing, we got into the paperwork. And now it's similar to our other deal. It's a little bit of back and forth with this team right now. Um, but it's it's coming along really swimmingly. And we're excited about the possibility of having Robert on our side here as we come up to the next holiday season. So with Action Go too, And our bus trip and all these different things. Going on, so... <laughs> That, that that is awesome it says swimmingly i would say uh oh, what was i gonna say action-packedly or yeah. something to that fact, you know yeah, yeah, uh, right. glow, glowingly <laughs> glowingly, glowingly coming yeah. uh <laughs> so 
Uh, well, that that is that is great to hear, though, that you guys are are working through the deal, and it's uh, it's great to have that experience, so that you're not totally green to the to all the nuances. I mean, having yeah. a great lawyer uh, lawyer team uh, is is one thing, right? But having that experience yourself and going through that process uh, and and absorbing it is a whole nother that just gives you insight that I think you know a, a potential partner would really. Um, see value in because it, it means that you're you know that you have a way of taking it seriously uh and punching above your age class uh you know yeah. that people wouldn't necessarily expect you to be able to do For sure. um, so I, I i really i think that probably helps helps a lot there yeah and you um, learn a lot too like we're learning a lot going through uh this due diligence process as opposed to the last one you know because every every process it's similar in its own ways but it's also different and so they look for different things and so you learn a lot about your company as well. You know, when you start like deep diving into it and like answering some of the questions they need answered and looking into like this history as opposed to what happened here. And so you kind of learn a lot. It's an interesting process. You learn a lot going through it as well. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that was one thing I, I think I've talked with uh, a couple of people who have done deals with multiple sharks and the complexity of doing deals with multiple sharks uh, yeah. above and beyond just a nor like one one, one shark, shark is very difficult. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I can only imagine like a guest shark would make things even more for sure difficult in its own way, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Talking with, um, with Justin Bear from, uh, Collars and Co., you know, he did a deal with, um, Peter, uh, from Dragon's Den and, and Mark. And, you know, it, it, you're dealing with Peter who's not, American based. So so it's like, that's a whole nother, like, you know, you're talking about two sharks that have, you know, their own aspects to the deal that they want cut, you know, put into the deal. Um, and then on top of that, you have, you know, dealing with somebody who's not even from the, well, I mean, Mark's or Robert's not from the country, but I don't know that he, is he, I don't know. Canada's not that different from, from America. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of differences, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's a lot more similar than than the UK. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Do you want to flip that on? Our, uh, our external light here is dying on us, Joe. Oh no, the no, lighting, no. Guys, they're having lighting issues. Come on, can you believe it? Oh, is that a is that a Luma cube or is that uh, it is. cube? Yeah, it is. Uh, how do you guys like that? I haven't. Um, I've always thought about getting, but so it's like eighty, seventy to eighty bucks. Yeah. There, so let me let me throw this. I mean, it lights you up really well. So like, yeah, it's, well. it's doing a good. So I'm kind of pretty impressive there. We um, the reason that we have our connection with the World Surf League is because one of the co-founders of LoomCube. <laughs> really, <laughs> because of connections and networking. And so I know I'm kind of in the dark here, but I'll just I'll keep. No, nah, I can see you just fine. Go um, ahead. We reached out to them, and this was way before Shark Tank. This was probably a few years into our company, so back in like 2015, maybe. Um, we reached out to one of the co-founders of LoomCube because they, at the time, were in like the same type of industry. So, like at the time, these LoomCubes were made for like lighting up an action sports scene. So, like a skate park, you would kind of put the LoomCube like at the edge of the skate park or the skate ramp. And it would light up like the object. So in the same industry in a way, but completely different products, right? Ours were for the sporting equipment. Theirs was to light up the scene. Um, now LoomCube has completely shifted gears, rightfully so. And uh, now they're focused on like content creation videos and things like that. Um, and they killed it during COVID 
with the amount of Zoom meetings and like, you know, the panel lights that they had that would attach to your computer screen. Um, but the World Surf League originally reached out to Loom Cube uh, to see what lighting uh, ideas they had for their nighttime surf competitions. And Loom Cube said like, look, guys, we're not really in this space or anything like that, but I know people who are. Um, uh, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> it's, right. it's okay. For a second. Um, but he's like, I know people who are in that area that could do probably this a lot, you know, better and like have a product geared to what you guys are looking for more so than us at LoomCube. And so it was just from reaching out and talking with the co-founder, however many years ago, we just like action goals in the back of his mind. And then we came up in a conversation uh, when somebody was reaching out to him and then it just kind of evolved from there. And he put us in touch with the World Surf League contact. So, yeah, it's funny how things work. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So we love LoomCube. We love their products. We love the people. We love LoomCube. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. I, I feel like I, I want to replace because I have a couple of like LED panels for content creation. Um, not I don't use I use actually I use two of them to light the back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I feel like for on the go, you, those, they use like the big, those um, big, like Sony batteries, the NWFP yep. something, yeah, something fifties, I think. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's just like, it's just another big battery. I have to like, you know, right. carry around and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I've been meaning to get around to, uh, to utilizing one. Um, but I, you know, super big lesson there. Right. And, and how, you know, businesses, it's, it's, it's about people, it's about relationships. Um, and, and networking is a part of that. Right. And I think that anybody who's trying to sell you on anything else other than that, like, Oh, it's all about automation and just dropshipping. Like, yeah, in some ways, but it's still, <laughs> still, there's a lot of relationship to it. Right. Where, who, who are you getting the product from? Or, you know, it might not always be to the necessarily to the customer, but it's to the, to the stuff, uh, you know, to the, um, to the other suppliers, the vendors, uh, right. manufacturers, like there's so many other places that the relationship aspect comes into, into play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, and so you guys, uh, you guys actually, and we should have probably talked about this when we were at the back at the beginning, uh, you guys said that you, when you were doing your research for Shark Tank, that you can you, you know, Googled Shark Tank videos and came across this channel. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure anyone who's trying to look back at some like Shark Tank episode has fallen upon one of your, like one of your videos. But um, it became like sort of an inspiration to us to hear that bell once we did our pitch. And so like, oh, we this were one? like yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. all right. That's it. So we're like, like Garrett and I, like after we got done pitching um, the sharks, like that same day in LA, Garrett's like, how many times do you think Joe's gonna hit the, the bell for us? Like, I don't know. We're gonna have to. It see. was like a goal of ours <laughs> when we were going in there. We're like, how many bell worthy moments? Can we get? <laughs> I will say, like like we were talking about earlier, there was a lot more bell-worthy moments that didn't make the cut. And we're like, why? You know, come on. Oh, man. I was sure, Joe, that you were going to ring the bell. And I, I was so sure of it. But they cut it out. But um, we were so prepared for numbers, right? Any number question we got, Dakota and I were dying. Like, we didn't have any fault in our step. We were ready to go. And it was so much so that Mark Cuban in the middle of Q&A, and we were in Q&A for probably about 20 minutes at this point, Mark Cuban looked at us and said, wow, you guys really know your... <laughs> I don't know if we can beat that out, but 
you guys really know your stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, that is a bell-worthy moment that Joe will yeah. ring the bell at, but it never aired. Yeah. So come <laughs> on, that's yeah. iconic. <laughs> so part of me wishes I could get access to the whole pitch, um, yeah. you know, and and see. But obviously, there's so many camera angles, so it would be just a massive amount of data so uh, to to have to process. So somebody would have to just like be editing like a full version. And then the, the edited down version. And for them, that doesn't, you know, time is a factor because time is Absolutely. money, especially in Hollywood. Um, so I, I want to say that when you were, uh, when you were, when you guys were looking it up, I, I'm really uh, honored that you guys, uh, you know, thought enough of the channel to, to utilize it and, and to, to learn and, and to grow uh, with it. Um, because, you know, that's one of the, re that's one of the main reasons I'm here doing it, you know, yeah. uh, it, you know, it's not to be a shark, though. I did. I don't know if you guys saw, but I did launch uh, my own super tank, like literally this weekend in the videos that launched from this past Shark Tank. No, um, yeah. So, so I'm I'm getting uh, I'm investing starting at ten thousand uh, dollars into a super entrepreneur's business from the super community, uh, and each month. I will take a, a portion of the ad revenue uh, from this channel and add it to the $10,000 fund. So it'll just keep going up and up and up and up and gives reason for people to share the, you know, share the channel more, get more views. Um, and, and then hopefully enable me to help, you know, an entrepreneur that's earlier on in their process. Cause obviously I'm only expecting to get like five to 10% out of you know, of up sure. to a $10,000 investment to begin with. Um, right. But to be able to go and, and be able to justify the time to be able to go and help that, you know, said person get an investment for my portfolio uh, and, and add legitimacy to the channel and a way to give back to the community that has given awesome. me cool. the platform to be able to talk to people and, um, you yeah. know, shrug off uh, people that say really nasty things in the comments to me. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh, they're out there. But no, that's that's super cool. Congratulations. That's that a, really thank cool. you. a really cool program. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm excited because, you know, I'll be reviewing their pitch videos uh, and then go, it, you know, if I want to take the next step with them, then we'll do the, a live stream negotiation where hopefully Dom won't be yelling in the background playing <laughs> Fortnite. Adds um, to the video. It adds to, yeah. adds to the video. <laughs> I sure hope so because... <laughs> I don't usually let this happen, but uh, he, yeah. he, 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 he's very lucky right now. Normally, he would have just went back inside. Oh, I don't want him in the face. Um, but, you know, he's... Daddy. Yes, Dom. I, I, I want to talk to Uncle B. Okay, well, you're going to have to wait till I'm done. You're going to have to wait till I'm done, bud. I know. I know. I know. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's it's... It's a new part of the journey, um, and I, you know, honored to to have people like yourself, especially somebody who's been watching the show for you know since they were kids, come along and be a part of that journey. Right? Um, it's it's an absolute honor uh, for me to be able to do that. So we will we will see uh, where things go and continue to develop and grow, and uh, and and I'm looking forward to that. Now, where is the future of Action Glow going? Speaking of futures. Yeah, gosh, we got a lot of irons in the fire, Joe. We always do. Um, but right now, the our next step is our national school bus tour. So, um, because nobody knows about it, national, it's national, not bus just bus like we're hey, yeah. we're going to go hang out in California or, or Florida <laughs> where it's warm. It's, not quite. It's going to be a six month trip, and essentially, the idea behind it is 
when Garrett and I first started the company, I've always envisioned the American dream um, being creating like your own product and then traveling the country, trying to sell that product to like the local stores. And that's how, you know, Jake Carpenter started Burton, like Burton Snowboards. That's how the whole snowboard empire really started was, you know, he would get in the back of his or get in the in the van, throw a bunch of snowboards in the back and travel the country, stopping at these ski shops, trying to convince them to buy snowboards. And uh, Nick Woodman with GoPro was the same thing. You know, he was driving around to all the local shops and trying to convince these stores to hold like the next action camera. And that's how I've always envisioned us running Action Glow. And I know that as an entrepreneur, when I was younger, I would have loved to watch that whole journey. I would have loved to watch Nick Woodman's trials and tribulations around the country and Jake Carpenter. Uh, I would like to like see all that. And so that's where Garrett and I are coming in. We're going to be documenting this entire experience of us going back to the grassroots way of selling, stopping at mom and pop, surf, skate, ski, and bike shops, and selling our product to them face-to-face. So we've spent the last five years converting a school bus into an RV. It looks epic. Like It looks really <laughs> cool on the inside. We're really excited about like what we were able to do. Like We've converted it into a complete tour bus. It's really, really cool. Um, and that's like on our Instagram and stuff, so you can go check that out there. But um yeah, we're like 90% done with the school bus conversion itself right now. Uh, we brought in a lot of different corporate sponsors to help us get the get the bus creation, like looking exactly like Garrett and I wanted to. We worked with um, a local like banner company here called Britain Banners, and they helped us do like this wrap around all the windows. And it's with like their see-through technology. So if you've ever been to like a McDonald's and there's big advertisements on the window, but then you go inside and you can see right outside the window. It's the same exact like technology, but it's all over our school mm-hmm. bus windows. So you can be inside the bus looking outside and see all like the mountains or wherever we are. But from an outsider's perspective, it looks like it's just artwork. And then we had a um, really rad artist from Los Angeles. And uh, he came out through a like another company called Miro's. They do like mural no. work for businesses. He came out and completely spray painted the bus, no. painted the bus to match the windows. So it's all like this massive mural across the bus. It looks incredible. Um, and yeah, it's going to be like this moving piece of art. We're going to be traveling the country doing our thing. That's the plan. So that's our next step right now for <laughs> our next big project. But like long term, and that's, you know, I guess that's short and long term. But Well, when, when when do you plan on leaving for that? Have you like mapped out? Because like, obviously I want to yeah. see you guys. Like, yeah, when you come yeah. To, we're so going to. Well, hopefully closer than the Poconos, but because um, <laughs> it's, I mean, that's like hour and 45 minutes away from me but uh not that i couldn't make it work but i would need enough time to know yeah, yeah. like to move things around to be able to make that happen We're, i'll put you on the list right now so it'd be really rad to meet up with you yeah we are yeah gonna start, we're gonna leave in the fall here um we still have some work to finish up on the bus and some logistics of running the company to to figure out so we can just leave um and kind of let operations handle themselves with some <laughs> some boots on the ground back home but uh, we want to head out west first, and so we're going to leave in the fall, head out west to, like, the mountain states and try to catch, like, the start of their winter out there, um, mm. do some snowboarding and stuff with some, like, key social media influencers and professional snowboarders. That's the hope, at least. Um, and then we're going to just kind of follow the coastline. And so we're projecting about a six-month tour where we go, you know, from the west coast all the way down around in the south and then up the east coast and back home. So we're, we'll see. And and how how are you planning? Uh, so you, I mean, I guess at that point you you've ha- you have the business under like manufacturing and stuff. You've gotten all that together so that you're not 
building on the bus in yeah. between driving. Exactly. No, we're not going to be doing that anymore. Yeah, we're doing all the fulfillment ourselves right now. We're going to see if we're going to keep it like that. And we might just use a fulfillment center. But right now, we like to have like our hands on everything to make sure that, like, especially after Shark Tank, we want to make sure that all those Shark Tank orders were going to the right place. And we didn't want to like have to have any hiccups with that. So, you know, the least amount of hands touching the product as possible sort of thing. Um, but as we kind of like, uh, kind of uh, like get these gears going, I guess I should say, um, I think that we're probably going to either A, move that to a fulfillment center or have like our own team that we trust back home, like packing these things up. Because they're going to be at the, having to send it out to like, you know, we do, we're planning on doing a huge social media push with this, uh, which is kind of like where our target market is for the product. Um, and so they're going to be sending it to like individual customers, but then also the retail stores that we do um, close with, they're going to have to send, you know, our first inventory order to them. So they're going to have their hands full, hopefully, is the plan. <laughs> I, I think the only other question I have there is: is have you um, have you slept in the bus yet? Oh yeah, for more yeah. than more than one day, so that like you guys yeah. are like mock living in the bus. Like, have you gone camping with the bus yet? Because like, yeah. so uh, you know, it's not a lot of space for two. I mean, it's two True. people. It's a bus. It's gonna be three of us too. There's We're gonna be really us. packed in there. Woo. <laughs> so we've got a, a full bed in the back. We have two bunks that are. Um, they're just slightly bigger than a, like a twin, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a full bathroom, full shower. We have a living room that has two couches, full kitchen. So it's like we, we do have wow. a lot of space on the bus, actually. It's so much better than like a van or anything like that. So it's going to be a, a pretty comfortable compared to the other options out there. Yeah, yeah. And do, do you um, do you have numbers on how much that has cost to tr- convert the bus? Because, like, I feel yeah. at a certain point, like, an RV might make more sense, except for you have to do the bump outs, like, sure. with the RV, yeah. and that kind of isn't as sexy as pulling up with a bus. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, like Dakota mentioned, we worked with a ton of corporate sponsors to deck this bus out. Um, so Britain Banners helped with the the wrap, the Miro's company helped fly in the LA muralist for the, the amazing piece of art that is the entire outside of our school bus right now. Um, we worked with Clarion Marine Audio, and mm. they sent us um, approximately 10 grand worth of speaker equipment to completely deck out the inside and the outside. And outside, yeah, I was going to say it has to be out. If you're talking about 10 grand, like it's got to oh, yeah. be outside too. The whole thing is like the loudest, most crystal clear audio you could ever want. System. All of our friends are now buying Clarion gear. It's really cool. Um, we worked with Go Power Solar. So we're, we can be completely off the grid living. Um, so many corporate sponsors. National Seating Co., which is an awesome because we're going to be spending so much time driving. Uh, hooked us up with like a black leather air ride seat that like is heated and massages your back while you're driving. Um, so with all of this being said, w- including the purchase price of the school bus itself, uh, out of pocket costs were sitting around twelve to fifteen grand for the. All entire- right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's- That's that, that. That includes. <laughs> you said that includes the bus as well. That includes the purchase price of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys doing most of the, yeah. the building or oh, wow. five years of learning how to be a plumber, electrician, a car- custom carpenter, all on top of running your company um, and so, getting on Shark Tank? Yeah, <laughs> we, we always like have a ton of irons in the fire. And another one. So um, we're going to be basically doing a really large fundraiser here this summer. And we so our town is Traverse City and we're the cherry capital of the world. And back in the day, we actually had the world's largest cherry pie. It was like this, like we have this big tin that sits in our town, but three years after 
our pie, a small Canadian town like sought out our record and wanted to beat it. And they beat us by like a significant amount of pounds heavier of like this cherry pie. And so Garrett and I thought like this was prior to Shark Tank. So like we, we like didn't like we had a little bit more time, you know, but like we're like we can focus time on this. Um, we want to bring back the world's largest cherry pie to our town. And then with all the funds raised, we want to give it back to local charities and then um, an entrepreneurship scholarship fund. So that's what we really want to do right now. And so in the summer, we're, we're building this massive cherry pie. And then right in the fall, we're taking the school bus trip. So we got, got a lot of things gosh, going. Wow. We always have our hands full, but they're all really fun projects that we're extremely passionate about. Um, and yeah, the pie is just the cherry on top. <laughs> oh, so good fun. You know, look, I that that is awesome. I would um, love to get more information about that when you guys get a chance. <laughs> well, get it's, Absolutely, it's it's a project. It's a really large project. Some would say the world's largest. Um, yeah, so, but yeah. But there, there's like there is a ton of details in it. It's really kind of an interesting thing for us to. You know, Garrett and I, like once again, being at such a young age, connecting with so many different people in the community, we're really good at, at this point in time, like making these connections and and helping, um, you know, network with everyone in the area and having them network with each other. And so like, we're really the good people to sort of spearhead this whole project. And it was one of those where like, how could Trevor City not have the world's largest pie anymore? And like, you know, it's like a feel good story that, you know, we're going to uh, kind of rally the community behind this and we're going to bake the world's largest cherry pie again. And we're going to hopefully raise, we're anticipating and raising anywhere between 200 to $250,000 to go back to the local charities. And it's going to, we're going to raise all of that money in one day is what we're shooting for. So, wow. Wow. That is phenomenal. Yeah. We're up against a lot. We got it though. <laughs> we got it. You know, when you, when you guys are talking about building out the bus and becoming plumbers and stuff, I'm like, man, when you guys decide to retire, Home Depot is going to love having you guys, like, you know, part-time there. Just, yeah, 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 this is what you need. Just go over here and get this thing because you're going to need it because you're going to run into this problem. <laughs> For sure. That's funny. Um, no, I love the ambition of the 200, 250,000, the, the, the pie, the, you know, rallying, uh, a community, uh, a town around, you know, getting something back. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, please, uh, let, let us know the information for that when you, when you have yeah. the chance to, um, you got to come out for a slice of the world's largest cherry oh, pie, you've Joe. Got, you've got I, uh, yeah, so it's in the fall. It's in the fall. You said, right. Or right. In the summer. It'll be in the summer. Okay. Yep. Yep. Summer would be a lot easier to make because you know I got kids that need to be <laughs> uh, going to school and stuff. So right. fall and winter is tough. Um. So all right. So finally, uh, what um, where where can everybody go to get their Action Glow on? Hey, Action Glow, I love it. Actionglow.com. 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 Like, to kind of follow that this journey of the pie and the road trip and everything else we have coming up. Um, we've got a social media account, obviously it's at action glow for, um, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok. our TikTok's really fun. <laughs> um, but then we also have like a separate account. That's more of our background, like the journey. And it's more on just like Garrett and I, and that's the action glow bros. And so we have those two accounts that people can follow and kind of see what we're always up to because we've got a lot and that's the mural inside the yeah bus. that's just a little yep, that's what i was i was circling <laughs> with the mouse <laughs> yep, yep. 
<laughs> that that is awesome. I'm looking forward to the documentary as well. Uh, you guys going going out there uh, and and doing it, and and obviously, um, I definitely want to see the bus when you guys get out this way oh, into the Philadelphia yeah, area. Um, you got it. It would be it would be absolutely. I have a few friends that are connected still. Like it was easier when I was you know ten plus years younger that I had a lot more friends that were into the, the action sports. Uh, but I have a couple that are still, still very much in it, in the area. So, uh, never know, never hey, know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate you guys taking the time being here. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, I definitely <laughs> would. I mean, from the road to be awesome to see, you know, have you guys check in and stuff. Uh, I, let me, well, seriously about the summer, very possible. I'll come out. Uh, awesome. yeah. see how I can help with the cherry pie thing. Uh, that would be, that would be, I, I do love cherry pie, uh, oh, and cherries. So I, and I didn't know that about you guys with the, with you guys are the leading cherry producers. Yeah. Cherry, cherry capital of the world. Cherry capital of the world. That is, that is surprising. I, I would think that would be somewhere warmer, but I don't know how cherries are made. Yeah, it's like perfect climate up here. Apparently, it's like this is the spot to be, like right up on the forty fifth parallel. And so, yeah, it's it's that's our call to fame here in Traverse City is we're the cherry capital of the world, and we don't even have the world's largest cherry pie anymore. Come on, so (laughs) you got we got to make that we got to fix that. We got to fix that. So, guys, thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate you both of you. And, and you know what? The last thing I really want to say, though, uh, is how you know when you guys were talking about the bus and 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 all of the things that you guys are trying to to do. Uh, how blessed you are to have not just you know there not just be one of you that are this ambitious, but two of you, and to get to work together. That is a blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Um, yes, so. Absolutely. Don't yeah. don't forget that. Don't take it for granted. Uh, remember that when you're sitting in this bus together and you're like, can't take it anymore. No, I know. I'm sure it will happen a little bit. Stop it's clicking your pen, man. Like I'm gonna <laughs> lose my. <laughs> no, lose it, my we complement each other really well, and we talked about that on the episode too. Dakota's, you know, really like that right brain, the creative one, and then I'm more so of like the organized, the left brain, the details. Um, and so the two of us, uh, you know, are a perfect combination and. Uh, I think that's why we've been able to be brothers, best friends and business partners and get along so well. Yep. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that you made it all the way an hour and a half plus into this episode. Yeah. Of Shark Tank Tag Tales. Thank you so much for making it. If you haven't watched uh, Garrett and Dakota's uh, pitch yet, click up here. If not, I'll link, uh, I'll link Eric Thomas, uh, his uh, uh, interview from 2014, I think it was, or 15. Wow. It was like wow. the long, it was like a three hour interview. It was the longest interview I'd done to the to, to date at the <laughs> time. We'll so, he, he he is phenomenal, uh, and maybe I'll have to. I have a few other friends uh, in the Flint, Michigan, and Northern That's Michigan good. area, so I might try to make Let's some of that it. happen. All it. right, well, Same take time. care and go be super. Thanks Thank for so having much, us, Joe. Joe. Bye, Dominic.